Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. I hope that by now you have found that there is something very interesting about what is called Cycle B in our lectionary of scriptural readings that are used at Mass, especially Sunday Mass. Cycle B is arranged around the Gospel of Mark. But because of the brevity of the Gospel of Mark, there is not a sufficient amount of the Gospel to stretch over uh, all of the Sundays in this cycle. So that on particular Sundays, the Gospel of Mark is augmented by passages from the Gospel of John. And over the past couple of weeks or so, we have been hearing Uh, gospel passages taken from the sixth chapter of John, the chapters dedicated to the bread of life. Now, the insertion of uh, verses from John into the uh, lectionary, by and large dominated by Mark, has a very interesting aspect to it. Because the Church, when deciding on which Sundays the Gospel of John would be inserted into the Mass readings, waited until the passage in the Gospel of Mark, which recounted the feeding of the 5,000. And in the Gospel of Mark, we are told that Jesus looked out over the crowd, had pity on them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, asked them, to arrange themselves along the hillside, and in a sense Jesus had gone up the hill or up the mount as Moses had done. And we are told that as they were arranged there on the hillside, Jesus taught them many things. And I think expressing the fact that their hunger was not only for food, their hunger was also for the word of God. This is a passage that has always given heart to preachers. But interestingly enough, the Gospel of Mark does not tell us a thing about what Jesus taught them on that occasion. He immediately goes into the account of the feeding of the 5,000. Well, it is at this point, then, that the Church inserts the uh, Gospel passage from the chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, which is then the Gospel of of the bread of life. And in a sense saying, well, this is what Jesus would have said uh, if Mark had remembered it. And there is this beautiful uh, exposition of the bread of life, feasting of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is the uh, mention of the feeding of the 5,000, the walking on the water, and the profound explanation of the meaning of Jesus as the bread of life. And it awakens all sorts of echoes from the Old Testament, especially from the prophets. I remember there is a passage in the prophet Isaiah in which he talks about that that time when the kingdom of God will be fully established in the coming of the Messiah in what is called the 
eschatological banquet, the banquet at the end of all time. And at that time, we will be drawn up to the, the, the mount where the Messiah has appeared, and there a banquet will be prepared for us. And as Isaiah said, filled with wine and rich food, with meat and bread. And in fact, that description so lovingly presented by Isaiah is certainly representative of expectations you might find among a people who were really rather poor, whose diet was very restricted. And in imagining the uh, celestial banquet, there, of course, would be rich food and plenty of it. And in the telling of the feeding of the 5,000, we actually have something of a fulfillment of that prophecy of Isaiah. Jesus goes up into the hills, as we are told, and there he has the people seated. And there he asks about how we are going to feed these people. And he finds, of course, the loaves and the fish. Now what is interesting is that if this is a reflection of the prophecy found in Isaiah, the food that was on offer is rather simple. It is bread and fish. But we are told in the first three Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that after the multiplication of the loaves, after all had been fed on what was available to them, we are told, and I love this line, they all ate and were satisfied. And that is what is so marvelous about the, the meaning of these passages in the Gospel of John, and in its association with the feeding of the 5,000. This is the messianic and eschatological banquet that is prophesied by Isaiah. But like so many things in the Gospels, Jesus fulfills the prophecies, but in a profoundly unexpected way. For the food, the bread, the manna, falling from uh, heaven, is actually Jesus himself, given for the world. And the power of that event no, uh, was overwhelming. No wonder that the crowd, uh, we are told, all ate, but were satisfied. But Jesus in the Gospel of John, after the feeding of the 5,000, realizes that the crowd is hailing him as the coming Messiah, the new fall of manna from heaven. But he realized that they had misunderstood his Messiahship. So he fled from them. And it's only later, after the miracle of the walking on the sea, that uh, the disciples regathered and the crowd found out where Jesus had gone would Jesus sit down and explain to them the meaning of this event when he said boldly, I am the bread of life. 
And unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will not have life. And we are told, honestly, by John, that there are many who were confused. Many uh, would refuse to believe it and left him. And we are told not only just simply passers-by, these were disciples who had followed him up to that point. And it's at this point when Jesus turns to Peter and he said, are you too going to leave me? And Peter stands up and says, Lord, not that I have understood every word you've said. It's perfectly clear to me. He was probably as confused as the rest of the crowd. But he said, but where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And this moment in the... uh, the lectionary of the church and the the Sundays that we are celebrating becomes a wonderful opportunity to consider the gift of the Eucharist and its essential character for our lives and for the meaning of the church and the whole of the congregation. That we are called yeah, every time we attend a Mass, to, a, in a sense, an eschatological banquet. The food is rich, but it's certainly, to our human senses, simple. But yet it is the Lord Jesus himself. And even though all senses may seem to fail, as the uh, Tantum Ergo tells us, there is one sense that is still alive, and that is our sense of hearing. And we hear that word, and we hear our Lord say, this is my body and this is my blood. And in faith we come to believe that what the Lord can say is in fact brought about in being. And we realize that we are called then to a banquet that is a celebration of victory over death, In the fulfillment of all hope, it is a banquet that is constantly calling us forward, a banquet that will be fully realized in the coming of the kingdom at the end of all time. And therefore, as we approach this sacrament, we approach it with deep longing, a deep devotion, a reverence, and a care. For this is our life. This is our hope. This is the source of our health and well-being. It is our peace. <laughs>